0: David, just don't, don't make me
1: laugh, all right?
0: Good <laughs> evening, YouTube, you, you, the Wellness Couch with Brett and Katarina Morrison, 87.6 FM of Holiday Radio. And uh, tonight, the divine feminine and uh, divine masculine. Now, there are um, sacred polarities that exist in creation, sometimes being described as uh, heart and brain, or earth and spirit, or uh, yin and yang. David, you know a lot about this. Um, but when in harmony, they bring balance to our internal and external. Realities. Sorry. Um, out of balance, the flow becomes uh, lessened. Things do not move with ease or grace. And this sacred balance is a key part of every spiritual tradition and awakening journey. Now, in the studio tonight, in the studio tonight, we have two very highly skilled wisdom keepers, um, very well known. They don't even really need the introduction. So uh, I've got Mary and David C. Or we'll keep on.
2: <laughs> Keep Yeah. Okay.
0: All righty. So, um, we've got a fantastic uh, workshop coming up. So, um, I guess you two will be touching base on what's involved with that workshop. So, uh, let's go.
3: So, before we um, yeah, I was say Mary. dive yes. into that, let's hear a little bit more about your background and, and, Mary's background. and um, <laughs> yeah, before we get into the workshop, okay. ha- how did you end up in this place? What's your journey so far?
1: Um, First of all, I just want to say for people that are listening, local people, they may remember me as Mary Warnock. I did live in the Otways in Barwon Downs for 21 years and it was here that my work started as a mother living in isolation I decided one day that I wanted to connect with other women. I didn't know what a women's circle was or anything those days, no computers. Went to Colac Allied Health, got funding, started running a women's group. Um, Could not believe the support and love that, that was happening with the women. So I started becoming really interested in the human condition, went and started counseling, massage. Uh, Chinese and Western massage, Reiki, all the things that we were all doing in the 80s and 90s and kind of was doing yoga one day in bow and dance. My husband walked in and I said, I'm going to run a workshop. And he's like, what's a workshop? I said, I don't know, but I'm going to give it a go. And um, the rest is history, really. And uh, so from there, I started running workshops, had a business and... Um, Yeah, went to Thailand, started shamanic journeying, all of that kind of stuff. And then um, my second partner, who is an Osho sannyasin, introduced me to Tantra. So we were running retreats, Tantric retreats around the world and also um, Osho meditation retreats. So therefore, the men aspect came into my life as well. So running workshops for men and women, not just for women. Um, And... Yeah, through that, I have to go backtrack a little bit. I'd met David Capon about 35 years ago. Mm. He was the naturopath who brought up my children and myself and oh, there <laughs> there began a wonderful friendship. And, um, yeah, a few months ago I was in his lounge room and he was playing all this amazing music and I just looked at him and said, David, we are running a workshop together. just fell out of my mouth. It's
0: just aligned, so aligned, That's
1: yeah.
3: David, how about yourself?
2: Um, wow. Uh, which part of me? A musical part, I guess. Yeah, we'll, yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll go down
3: that path. Wow.
2: Well, you know, I've been doing my work for 30, some, 30 years or so. I've um, been playing music for a long time. Bits and pieces of all kinds and, you know, lots of everything that you do. Rock and blues and funk and stuff like that i did a little while playing sitar with a tabla player and doing dance beats and kind of groovy stuff but i don't know so i drifted off that and went back to playing funk to drunks and you know <laughs> and i got you know in the end each time i get despondent with it i remember being in margaret river at a big gig in my 20s and 400 really crazy drunken people and it was a great gig made loads of money and it was all that great stuff but i felt terrible You know, so that took me off on a whole spiritual journey, and my God, I became a Christian for a while and then had gurus and spent 10 years basically studying religion. And um, that got me totally out of the music scene. Sneaked back in doing this, and just the last few years, I've always had this penchant for, uh, you know, soulful music. so I started doing some sound healing work with Danny Ainsworth in town, Danny Cullen, and, um, and I really liked it. I really liked actually not getting people drunk, but getting them <laughs> high, you know, better conscious. Naturally and high. yeah, naturally high. And so that was really, really lovely. And that prompted me to buy a bunch of technology last year and start making more sounds, bigger, bigger sounds, more instruments, more beats. And more soundscape journeys, and uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm kind of intoxicated by it at the moment. I like just getting into that headspace myself, and the idea of taking people on that journey. And sound healings are great; they're really passive. You lie down, and you have an hour of bliss. But what Mary's proposed, and what we're working on, is using music to go through a whole bunch of processes. So at the end of the end of the day, you. you, you it's not so passive, it's quite active, as well as passive moments. But um, yeah, so it's kind of what I'm doing most of my spare time is just wandering through the different soundscapes and whatever, tribal rhythms and bass lines, and, and my, my brain's full at the minute. Yeah, nice. So yeah, that's what's happening with me.
0: Which is fantastic. Let me unpack it a bit further though. Um, so 30 years as a practitioner, fantastic well-known practitioner, very talented, you're adding um, a new sound healing journey or a new um, repertoire to your uh, toolbox that uh, really affects people's vibration and frequency and therefore mm. healing.
2: Mm. You know, I reckon and the, so, pla- the planet's in a mess, you know, like there's so much going on. And it's, it's interesting there's so many sound healers. It's almost a cliche, there's sound healing everywhere going on, but it's kind of like we need it. You know, there's another, another level of healing to do. Mm. So mm. Feels good to be part of it. Can I just asked you
0: because you were in that music scene too. We talk about 440
2: versus 442. Oh wow. Yeah, I've looked at that a few times. I'm not that purified. Yeah, I can still be moved by 438, um, 440. I'm not sure on the the divine frequency stuff. Yeah, don't know. I'm not the person to ask on that one. I just plug into
0: 440 <laughs> <Okay>.
2: <laughs> because it works with everything else. Yeah. And it still sounds mesmerising to me, but, yeah, I don't know. I'd love to have a great answer for that. (laughs) Now I'm going to look at it.
0: (laughs) So let's go back to the title of your workshop.
1: Can I just interrupt for a minute because I just wanted to elaborate on something David said about... Um, one of my other jobs is that I work for a festival called Seven Sisters Festival which is, and I'm the presenter manager so I read all the applications for workshops and I choose them and make the timetable blah blah blah. So I'm looking at at applications all the time. And I've been doing this job for 11 years and seeing that sound healing becoming, and coaches as well, um, but the just seeing the amount of sound healing applications that I'm getting more and more and more every year. And like, as the presenter manager, I have to run around at the festival make sure that workshops are, you know, like there's enough people going there, blah, blah, blah. Whenever there's a sound healing, it is packed to the rafters. It is, it is and mm. and it's just, you know, whether it's a sound healing through you, you know, toning, or whether it's using instruments, um, it just shows that 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 wanting to slow down, where people really are needing to go within and just not mm. do do do, but just to be.
2: Mm.
0: Yeah. Well, sound and light are the creators of the universe, aren't they? Mm. Mm. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, right. got anything to say? All
1: right.
0: So, awakening into union, sacred, sacred union. union yeah.
1: Can you let us know how? How did you formulate this workshop? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, when I when David was playing that music that day, and um, I, because my work is prime. Uh, primarily is about looking at belief systems and how they run our lives. That's really been my passion for the last 30 years. And um, when I started hearing David's, it it really moved me and I felt so grounded and within myself. And uh when, when I said we're going to do a workshop, I was kind of like, well, I don't know what we're going to do. And I thought, well, what was it about David's music that moved me? And it was that bringing me into my inner self. And I said to David, right, we're doing a workshop on awakening. Now, awakening is a big subject. And it's one, again, that I've worked with for many, many years. Um, and you can't get away from it. Awakening is being still and going within no matter how much money you pay for workshops anywhere in the world if you're not going to be still and go within and go beyond the mind nothing's going to res- nothing will stick because it's all going on top of the mind and the thoughts and the beliefs so i thought wow why don't we take that music and take the ritual work that i do which is very earth based spirituality and just give people the opportunity to run this show on their own. So they open up as much as they're comfortable and sit with what is inside of them without any shame or blame. And that's when we get into the shadow work, right? And this is, so to awaken, the first thing that we need to do to awaken is not to have expectations on ourselves on what that looks like, because then we're in the mind right? And the mind tells us what's safe and what's not safe, what's acceptable and not. That's very scary. That's very scary because sometimes what we find is something that's uncomfortable. But there is nothing more precious in this life than to face truth in discomfort because you realise there's nothing to be frightened of. You're the one who's saying what's acceptable and not inside of you. So awakening means emptying the cup of everything you think you know and start from innocence and curiosity.
0: Yeah. Are we trekking with the archetypes
1: at all? As in the divine, the divine feminine, feminine and, and masculine? Okay, no, we are not. Uh, We start off by explaining through the archetypes what the divine feminine is and what the divine masculine is, and what the shadow is of both of those as well. And very important in this politically correct world to say that divine feminine and masculine is not a gender basis. This is an energy that David can speak really well in the yin and yang. We're talking about an energy here. Did you want to
0: address the feminine and masculine energies? It is, there are four primarily...
1: Universal energies, aren't they? Um. Uh, just, just mm. stop there. Sorry, yeah. mm. sorry, David. Yeah. Um, going, dear. Okay, so <laughs> one off. thing that mm. I really, when I run a workshop, is throw away the information. The Hindus say this, or the this they say, say this, or Guru Sachan says this. Throw everything we know away, because then we are aspiring to understand and know. When we are awakening. This is an individual journey. And if you're scared, it's wonderful because you are facing one of your shadows, right? So we don't know how many bloody elements or energies. Who who cares at that moment when you are facing your insecurity and trying not to judge yourself, right? So we have to break down all the rules to allow ourselves to feel and say, wow when we start witnessing the mind and the narrative it's only then that we can start to see how the shadow is playing out in our lives and this is a long process and please one thing that we have to understand is you don't go to one workshop and your whole life's changing you're gonna uh, you know i went to a workshop the other day guess what i don't have a shadow anymore you know no we will always have shadows it's called being human yeah, sorry, I was trying to tap into your Sorry,
2: David. So, uh, I know there's a lot there. Yeah, so. but I think the acupuncture wisdom can be thrown out with the Hinduism and everything else as well. And, <laughs> and if you just sit with yourself, you know, I, I can sense my feminine and my masculine within me, you know. It's like something that's quite innate. And uh, Can we just explain to the audience,
0: though, that, that probably hasn't been exposed mm-hmm, to those um, mm-hmm. nominations? Like, what masculine and feminine is. I don't mm-hmm. want stereotype, but <coughs> to stereotype.
2: Yep, yep. So it's not gender based. Can you explain? I can't. No, oh. I, I actually, I'm, I'm a luddite. I actually thought it was pretty genderish, but I'll uh, go okay. on. Oh, to okay. Okay. Good.
1: Okay. So, so <laughs> no, David said. Really, I'm but David <laughs> said something really, really important because he said, "I feel the um, divine feminine and the divine." And the reason I keep saying divine is so that we remember that we're not being gentrified here, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So he feels both. We all have the divine feminine masculine and we all have the the shadow right it's as i said it's called it's called being human so when we talk about the divine feminine that is the part of ourselves where we go within that is the primordial wisdom that is the gestation of an idea or a desire or a human being so the divine feminine is the darkness the quiet the intuitive okay Then when we are ready to birth that idea, when we are clear on what we are wanting to do in our lives, then we need the divine masculine because guess what? Without the divine masculine, we'll never get any shit done in our lives. All right. So the divine masculine is the action. It's bringing in the manifestation of what we experienced within so, and he is about, you know, and, and I say he and she because it's just natural. I'm sorry if I offend people using those pronouns. <laughs> but anyway, so, um, the, so the divine masculine is the one that has the courage to say, this is what I'm doing and this is how I'm doing it. But divine only because he, he started as the divine feminine. The shadow is, I've got an idea and I'm going to do it because society says you got to do, 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 do. Okay, and that's where the patriarchy comes yeah. in, right, where, the, where we are, you got to do, you don't trust people, it's all about being dominant, it's about being aggressive because if you're not there, someone else will get there. It's about being perfect, but the patriarchy can only exist because there is a shadow feminine as well. And the shadow feminine is, is the victim. The shadow feminine says, oh, oh, I can't do anything. You, you, that's how the patriarchy gets to survive because we go into that shadow of I don't have a say, I can't do anything. The other thing with the shadow feminine is it can be quite manipulative and scattered so oh i can't make a decision so when you when you go within into the feminine and you are sitting in that silent place you know those people that and i say those people because we all can relate to this oh the time's not right yet so i still have to sit on this i still that's when we fall into the shadow of the feminine we've lost that intuitive knowingness right oh no i'll cringe back a little bit more so that so you can see how the patriarchy has been able to survive with because the shadow of the the divine masculine is a preoccupation with dominance, aggression, abuse, thinking, not thinking, just rushing in and doing things without really having much thought about it. So the patriarch is going in and it's saying dominate, use, throw out. I don't need permission, and the shadow feminine's like, oh, okay. So long as I've got a job, I'll be okay. Just do what you want. I don't, you know. So you can, and again, please, when I talk about this, forget about men and women. We all can relate to what I'm saying because we are all human, and we all have aspects of both.
0: Yeah, it's our birthright. We've been born with both energies. But um, it's really embedded in the media, isn't it? The patriarchal society, you can see that. Um, quite embedded.
1: In, in, in what? Yeah. 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 You can't. Media. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You know, it, success is do, 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 do. And failure is to sit and take just a day off and rest and relax. A woman gets a period. Yeah. Take a painkiller and soldier on. Yeah, a man a man gets a headache. Take a pill, and you can't stop. You can't stop. The world's gonna fall. So, and a really good example is that when they first discovered plastic, I always use this. I love this. Right? Great. Looks great. Right? So, shadow mail. This looks great. Gonna make a lot of money. Throw it. Um, you know, let's let's go and do it. uh, divine masculine would have said okay we need order here we need some kind of format here we need to go into the feminine and sit and look at what the consequence of this plastic may be do you see there's the balance that's the sacred union we sit and then we take action we take a breath then we take action but they they discovered plastic right we live in a patriarchy no time to sit if you go to a meeting and someone says what do you think and you go oh i need to sit and see how that feels who's got the guts to say that in a meeting Right? Oh, you're a space cadet. What do you mean, what it a field? Here it is. Here's the numbers. He's there. Go, 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 go. <laughs> you're talking
0: about toxic masculinity,
1: aren't you? No, <laughs> I'm talking about shadow divine masculine. yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. It's, toxic. it's not whole. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not yeah. whole. Because, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So internal, so what they do is, um, you
0: know, they focus on money and creating and... Within the 3D yeah,
1: world. I just I just jumped on that because when we use the word masculinity, people think we're talking about men, no. and we're really no. not because no. there are a lot of yeah. 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 Just and that, I and just
3: that term th- particularly now is all about men. Absolutely. yeah, absolutely. There's.
1: don't get me started because yeah I I have a whole theory about that and I personally and here is the woman trying to rescue men you know that's the shadow feminine as well where the rescuers but I would love to run a workshop just for men because um, yeah I feel that they've had you know we've had it hard in the patriarchy as women but so have men right you talk to those 15 year old boys that had to go to first world war and had to put their feet in the gut of dead people, right? So men have suffered and it's those men that came back from the war and were not allowed to talk about their feelings. And so they turned to aggression because that's the shadow divine masculine that births boys, that births boys, that births boys. So yeah, men have suffered the patriarchy as well as women.
0: Mm. Do you think we've fallen into this or has this been planned in society? (sighs)
1: You know what? That's a very
2: personal question. I I
1: can't. It's David. Do you want to have a go at that?
2: Well, it's a big one. I mean, once once you say it's been planned, then then you're in another realm. Mm. Um, (laughs) Tweet. Yeah. Yeah, Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: Can we just say we're all human uh, and shadows tend to take over sometimes? It's a bit like
2: COVID, you know. Mm -hmm. They they certainly made a great opportunity of it. And yeah. they're making an opportunity of whatever this is, too. And maybe there's a plan, I don't know. But I'm not going to say it.
1: Yeah, I'd rather focus on individuals getting us to empower ourselves rather than empowering who we are and empowering our shadow. Because as soon as we start focusing and that collective community shadow is a whole other workshop, what you're talking about, yeah. very important, because it affects our individual shadow as well, very much. But at the moment, what David and I are doing is looking at uh, and, yeah, empowering people by being able to say, I feel anger. And I understand why now, because I have faced my anger rather than repress my anger and try and please everybody so that people will love and accept me. And these narratives come from childhood. And that's the narratives that run our minds, that run, that we start to believe who we are. I mean, you know, I could go on and on about this. You have to ask the questions, otherwise, I'm going to go all over the place with this.
0: Well, individually too, has it been indoctrination? The girl, you know, you automatically get female in the family and I'm not talking about gender specific. No, no, yeah. I hear what you're no, saying. then comes along the dolls, the dresses, the pink colour, blah, blah, blah. The boys, they get the Tonka trucks, they get, you know, whatever, they can't show their emotions. Does it start there?
1: That's part of it. That is definitely part of it and that's the cultural conditioning. Right, so a little girl, little boy, when we're young, we're too young to understand the complexities of language and what is happening. So that's a very direct, very important what you're talking about, but there's the other side. And that is mum or dad's had a hard day, they're really tired And you've been outside making a mud pie and you've got mud everywhere and you're so excited and you think, Mummy and Daddy are going to love this. And Mum turns around and goes, Oh, you little shit, I'm so tired. You know, get outside. You've made a mess. Blah, 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 right? Mm -hmm. Now, we know as adults, mothers, she was tired. The mother still loves the child. But what does the three-year-old see? The three-year-old that is relying on their parents to feel safe, loved, accepted and all that says, and this is where the narrative starts. It starts from their first ingredient, which is shame. The child believes, oh my God, there's a part of my personality that is unacceptable. That's what. So their perspective on life is being projected right now. So I will be a good little girl for mommy from now on, and I will not make a mess, and I'll be clean and sweet. And everybody and mummy will love me. And so that's an indirect trauma, if you like, that starts the. So the mother doesn't know. She's innocent. Do you call it windy? a wounding. Yeah. But as Gabor Marte says, and I think this is brilliant, the actual wound isn't what happened. The wound is what happens inside of you at that moment. Because we can't change what happened. What happened, happened. Because there is also direct wounding, you know, rape, incest, you know, mm-hmm. children being slapped or starved or whatever. There is that aspect as well, of course. But what happens inside of us that loss of a part of ourselves that we put away which becomes our shadow right it becomes our self-limiting beliefs that can be healed and it starts with the awakening which is the work that David and I are doing awakening and because the shadow is an unconscious behavior Who we think we are and how we present to the world is two different things. So the shadow, we need to wake up because when we're in shadow, we're in automatic response. Yeah. And so bringing the unconscious, as Carl Jung says, bringing the unconscious to the conscious is the beginning of awakening.
0: Is it a survival mode then? Like a, a, shadow, absolutely, a absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like being narcissistic, I mean, obviously, you know, you, I mean, you know a lot about, about this. Can
3: we talk to... We? Uh, yeah, look, I'll just probably go back a couple of steps. So like talking about what you're saying there about um, the things that happen to us, especially in childhood, and some people say it's experiences that shape us. Uh, but look, I think the things that I've always shared with coaching clients is that it's not the experiences that shape; it's just the meaning that we attach yeah. to those experiences. Absolutely. And you know, to touch on you know, obviously Carl Jung's work flows through into a lot of the coaching space. But being able to bring that unconscious out into the conscious awareness mm. is always the first step. Mm. Um, and as a well-functioning adult, we can't always keep going back to our child and saying. Well, mummy went mad at me when I came home with mud pie on me as a three-year-old. Because mm, mm, mm. that, as a three-year-old, that, it's that significant. Mm. But as a 30-year-old and a, and a mother of three kids herself, you could go, maybe mum just had a bad day. Mm. And you can let go of all that hurt, all that trauma, all that shame that goes along with that. But like you said, you have to bring it out first and then yeah. be able to yeah. make some some adult conversations around it.
1: But, but can I just add to that? Because yeah, um, when we're being triggered, We are not thinking like that. We are thinking as the three-year-old. And so, you know, sometimes when you're having a fight with someone and you think, oh, my God, I'm acting – I'm really over the top here, actually. I'm acting a bit hysterical. And believe me, I have many shadows and I know because I do that. Ask my partner, Christopher. He'll tell you when I go into my shadow, right? So at that point, it's a very good point at that point to say, oh, I've been triggered from a childhood. I don't need to know that it was my mother because Mm. that three-year-old child at that point, when it changes its narrative in, let's say the narrative is, I have to be the pleaser that Mm. therefore I will be loved. All of their life is looked through that lens. So that belief grows and grows. Doesn't matter if the evidence is against it, right? So someone might come to your house one day and say, look, I don't want you to please me, out. I've made you a cake. When that person leaves, you are still going to see through the lens of the pleaser. Oh, they just want me a cake because they want to use me. Looking for that evidence absolutely that absolutely yeah. absolutely absolutely like, like absolutely so that's an automatic thing so what we need to be to, to understand is that when we say letting go that is a lot of work and there are going to be times when you're going to wake up and say i don't want to Friggin' let go I want to be a victim today I don't have the bloody energy so don't be hard on yourselves with this work it's hard and when you start doing this work you're always you're always going to have a shadow it's not bad the shadow is not bad it's what you thought as Brett Mm. said when you were a child that's bad that part of me is bad I'm going to hide it right and it's about bringing it back into the light because it actually has something to tell you and sometimes anger could be hey you know what I am so sick and tired of helping everyone I'm so angry I want time for myself and if you listen to that anger without projecting it it's like well I'm angry because yeah I'm giving to everyone and I'm bloody exhausted and I matter but that takes a lot of work to get there and a lot of backflipping.
3: It's not easy work either, is it? No. It's really challenging to look in that mirror and go, oh, hang on, Mm. that blackness is me.
1: Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. But the best thing about that is, hey, hang on, I've coloured that black. I've done that because okay. the biggest thing about this work is alert, th- the scariest thing about this. Sometimes I wish I didn't know it. Know it. you got to be responsible for everything you do, yeah. right? Yeah. you got to be accountable, yeah. right? I, you know, sometimes I'll yell at my partner and say, you said this and you did that. And then it's like, oh, my God, if my clients could see me now because I'm just as fuck does (laughs) everybody so you pull back
0: the triggers
1: absolutely and so the beauty of this work is not now please everybody listen to this because this is so important the beauty of this work is not letting go it's that moment when you pick yourself up and you go oh my god i'm coming from a wound right now oh i can see the signs and symptoms oh i understand now why I act like that because I'm actually jealous of that person or I feel inadequate in front of them that's the beauty of this work that's what you had a moment of awakening doesn't mean you're going to have it tomorrow but it gets more and more evident in your life but the hardest thing is to love and give yourself the same compassion we give the whole world in the hope that they will love and accept us now there's the challenge Yeah, I was a total rude woman to my partner last night and I have to accept that, first of all, and understand, oh, I was coming from that wound. Okay, I can see that. Not excusing my behaviour but understanding my behaviour and that's the awakening and that's the sort of stuff that David and I are doing. But can I also just say at our workshop... Most important thing is that everybody takes this at their own pace. If something is challenging, we have a space where people go and sit down. And no questions asked. They just need time out. And they can spend the whole day there if they want. This is not about this is about me and David and everyone's gotta get, you know, epiphany and it's all about us and oh, aren't we great for facilitators? Yeah. It's about honouring everybody who's there. And if they feel frightened, that's beautiful to say, I don't want to go there. Or are they tired or whatever. So it's not our journey. We're merely facilitating their journey.
0: It's quite a long workshop as well. So it allows, like you said, um, what type of tools are you using to you know, bring out Whatever's in people's
1: portal. David's music. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I that. <laughs> yeah. Come on.
2: Well, um, it is my music, but the music's behind a process. So the music is coming for you um, or for it. Uh, so it'll be everything from deep, deep contemplation to kundalini shaking to trance state to some growly shadow movement to some joyful dancing to lots lots of things to break it up so it's not mm. going to be like a heavy seven hours mm. you know it, it, there's going to be some light stuff as well so um, what
0: have you found with that type of music that it actually draws certain emotions out of individuals
2: have you found that um uh well we all know it does you know you listen to different pieces of music and what does it do to you um so it, it's Pretty well documented, and mm. so you, you know, get some polyrhythmic stuff going and get people shaking. Uh, you know what's going to come out. It's going to be this kind of purging, and and you get some really deep tones, some some drones and and deep resonant sounds. It's it just mm. drops you within. Uh, yeah. So yeah,
3: it's a universal language. Isn't really music mm. like? Totally. Yeah. it doesn't matter mm. where you go. Yeah. Everyone has like every culture has music of, mm. of some sort. And it also then connects with the chakra system, which Mm. is, you know, all that frequency work that comes together. And like you said, the different Mm. frequencies, the different tones will then connect with different elements of that.
2: Totally. It's been used in every kind of ritual from every Mm. person on the planet. Mm. And uh, And of
1: course it makes people move. uh, Absolutely. And move, Mm. whether it it makes them move like physically or just move within. And David David and I, working together with this workshop, um, if I'll write a ritual that we're going to do, and I say to David, now, David, I want sounds that aren't going to evoke an emotion because we want mm. them to fight for example I'm just using this of that mm. I want this to be very drony or just, whatever and yeah. he just creates it so this is how we work together or I'll say I want this one to be a little bit uplifting or emotional you know to, to and and he'll be like gotcha so he'll go and this is how we've kind of woven this workshop nice. together by using my experience and his experience but communicating communicating has been, um, and he's just, um, yeah, he's been amazing actually. I just want something and he'll show it to me and <laughs> I'll play it for me and I'm like, spot on. And he's like, you sure, yeah, spot on. So we're, we're obviously we're yeah. obviously working we're on the, the same. We're in the zone. We're in the zone together. Yeah, we really <clears throat> sure. are. Mm.
2: How
0: has it changed your perception um, about healing using
2: sound? Mm. Great question. That's a really good question. Yeah. Ooh, I think I'm still exploring that. I think I'm still trying to understand it and, and grip it, really, because my daily job is just so direct, directly putting in and, and whatever. And this is more indirect and, I mean, it's a cliche to say it feels deeper. Uh,
0: and it's not one-on-one either. You can affect a whole crowd.
2: That's kind of cool. <clears throat> yeah, rather than be limited to just helping one person. And yeah, it just feeds me as well, so it's pretty nice. Mm. Yeah, it's it's such a joy. Not that my work doesn't anyway, but this is just another facet that's even more creative in a way.
3: Mm. Mm. And like I know, even when I was doing the tactile remedial therapy stuff, I'd still have you know that music in the background. Like I know a lot of times when you go to day spas, I'll have that relaxation music going, Mm. and that's not by chance. Like they're not going to be running. Hip hop, if they want you to just relax and zone out. Good point. Yeah, yeah. and then yeah. also then you mix it with the aromatherapy, so you got the yeah olfactory senses coming in as well. You mm. get that it's a whole it's a whole experience of healing. It's not mm. just the, the mm. tactile part. That's and I'm sure you probably do some mm. of that in your yeah in your clinic already. Yeah, divine yeah. music going all
2: day. And um, although <laughs> it was funny, this afternoon I finished work, pulled my little speaker in out the back. Mary's there already. I said, David, turn this fuck. <laughs> this- <laughs> <laughs> beep, um, well <laughs> uh, uh, turn this off. It makes me feel like I'm having a massage. And, um, you know, uh, because
1: I because I had a clinic for years yeah, and I and just uh, you know, I felt oh you just, get
2: a bit over it. So today do. I've been pushing people today with a little bit more sort of a little bit not up tempo, but putting some more little beats in there and. Uh, Put dolphin music
3: on instead of wild music. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no. <laughs> they're yeah, both, like they're that. both a... banned.
2: <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. But I think yeah.
3: Brett,
1: Brett's brought up a, a great thing as well about the senses that is yeah. a big part um obviously right, yeah. um i've done a lot of tantra work as well so there's a little bit of that coming in um which is uh, you know and i'm not talking neo tantra i'm talking about tantra getting in contact with our senses and when we use the word sensual, people think sex mm. but really when we're using the word sensual, we're talking about all our senses and and so we do um a beautiful process in the workshop Where we do this initiation of the senses, and we, um, without going into too much detail, but yeah, because the you can't you can't awaken unless you are fully in your body and part of that is the senses you know and we as soon as we feel any discomfort in our life and i mean i mean that as a feeling you know if i feel scared or angry or or whatever what's the first thing we do we run away we don't like discomfort anxiety depression they're all quite dis, dis- Disabling, I, I totally, totally understand that. But it's that we, we don't want to feel that. So we run, we have a drink, a cigarette, we have sex, we go to Facebook, I go op shopping. You know, we all have our little thing that we do. <laughs> yeah. I crochet. I love crochet. But um
0: But it's this society that's
1: saying that we have to be busy. We have to be busy. That's right. Mm. And so what happens is that we lose contact with our senses. Mm. So, because there's this beautiful parable where does God go when he wants to get away from human beings? He goes inside a human being
3: they never there. Say, thought you were going to say
2: Queensland. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> that's Whoa! That's, that's God's country. In it. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> so it goes inside of a human
3: being because a human being is not never there. inside. Yeah, we're gotcha. always
1: outside, right? Well,
3: that's a so um, it's funny you say that because they say that we are creating God's image. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, but it's, it's interesting uh, beautiful. saying that too
0: because going within, we tend to tap into our feminine.
1: Well, um, that's the divine, yeah, the divine yeah. Feminine, yeah.
0: And yeah. I've been sitting with that a lot more, um, whereas I used to be busy, 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 but sitting with it and I'm actually
1: quite enjoying it. Really? Yeah.
3: And since it's it's you talk it's about that up. business, I think mm. you know, like, mm. people have asked me quite a lot in the last even month or so, you know, would we ever move back into the city or even into town for that matter? I'm going like, mm. no way. Mm. Because I think there's, you know, when you I get into that busy right. cycle, there's a, a definite disconnection between who we are and what we're meant to be, there's a disconnection from our senses because there's so many other sensible things going on. There's lights, there's smog, there's mm. noise, there's mm. you know, mm. you know, mm. like I said, phones, TVs, mm. everything's just just blaring at you. And you also see then that disconnection between the masculine and feminine. So there's either you're either Male, female, or something mm. something else, mm. and then you have to identify as that. You need to mm. use special pronouns now to identify as that, because you can't actually be connected yeah. with both inside. Mm. Um, and, and people are losing that sense of well, actually, we do actually have that masculine and feminine within all of us, and mm. it's not about being male or female. It's mm. about being connected, and taking that journey from our head down to our heart, which mm. is probably the longest journey that we'll ever take. Mm. Um, when you, like you said, you get that sense of letting go of everything else and just being, sitting Mm. with who you are.
1: Mm. So, I totally agree with everything you said, but I'm always the devil's advocate. Okay, I think all that that's taking us away in the city. So it's a choice. Yeah but, mm. but can I use that as an analogy of mm. what we live every day whether we live on a mountain on our own mm. or in the city that's our mind. It yep. never stops, right? It never stops. Don't do that. Do that. Don't stop. Did you hear what she said about you? Because the, the, the thing with the shadow is it doesn't just affect who we think we are. It affects how we see <laughs> the world right? So what's another shadow? Oh, I didn't fuck up. It's is their fault the world hates me or the world's this or the world's that or the world's that right so when um it's very difficult as Brett says to be with that quiet inner when you're in the city right but it's very difficult to be in the quiet and inner when you are attached to your mind and we all do it and listen to the mind so when I was starting to be a meditation teacher a hundred years ago, we had to go and meditate next to a freeway,
2: Yeah.
1: right? Because what is meditation and what is living meditation? It is the willingness and consciousness. And now this is so difficult. I know they're airy-fairy words, but just just bear with me. It's the willingness and the consciousness to be aware. My mind is going to, 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 to. And I'm going to shift my awareness to that quiet inner spot. Now, you might have to do it every five seconds, right? Especially when you're in the city. But that is what awakening is, is that our true self, that quiet within us, is always there. No matter how difficult life is, no matter how loud life is, it's there. But we are over there with our mind and all we have to do is shift to that quiet place inside and as Brett says it's bordering on impossible but it's possible if we can start it when you're when you're working or whatever like sometimes when I find myself getting agitated I know one of my shadows is coming up or whatever I don't use shadow all the time I don't carry my work in my briefcase and live it you know but you know i think oh i'm getting out of control here awareness is the first word that comes all right just take what is the belief that's running through my head right now that's making me react this way oh everything's so loud oh well therefore i'm as loud as them and i'm neurotic and that's it okay well that's great got a good excuse right so it really is about the more challenging something is The more challenging it is, but it Mm. doesn't mean because that true quiet self within never ever 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 leaves us, we leave it.
2: But what Brett's saying is, it's easier to access that quiet self down here than in Melbourne.
3: Yeah, uh, absolutely, I agree. But it's interesting. You're right. I think it's interesting because, like, Mm. I think we we probably have all met people that will go on holiday like to Borom Bay and they go back to Sydney or Melbourne. They go. Oh, it's such a spiritual place. But they've gone there on holidays and they've slowed down. And then they go, I'm moving to Byron Bay. And they'll move there or to, you know, wherever they're going to move to. And then they get there and life takes over. And that mind has gone with them and they go... Oh, well, this isn't like I thought it was going to be.
1: Thank you, Brett. That's what mm, I was trying to true. say. Mm. You've yeah. you summed it up. You, that's what I was trying to say. Go, Wherever you, you, you go, there, there you, you are. are. Yeah. Absolutely. And mm. and there's your mind. Mm. So that's exactly what I was trying to say. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Because when they're on holidays, there's no responsibility. Yeah, they slow down. They sit on the bench. Yeah,
3: yeah, life's
1: really good. You could go yeah. to yeah. you know Cairo and feel that if you Absolutely. weren't working, mm. and right? Absolutely. We probably do. Yep.
3: Yeah. 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 yeah Yeah.
1: So that's exactly what I was trying to say, and it's. You know, and it's been proven all the lights and all that does affect, you know, people do get anxious, they do get anxiety. I mean, David, you could speak about that as a therapist, really. Like lights and, you know, EMFs and stuff. Obviously that's gonna affect our psyche.
2: Absolutely. And
0: brainwaves. I was gonna say how the sound affects the brain waves.
2: Yeah. Different ah, brainwaves. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so that's when we, yeah. you talk about detrimental sounds? or no, no I'm talking about great. Um,
0: <clears throat> you know, going into theta
2: and beta. Mm. And beta. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, totally. Yeah, so the yeah. sound
0: is so aligned with it. Isn't it? Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah, it's amazing actually. The phases of our brain are simply that. And from um, you know, deep delta upwards and theta, the city or that the kind of brain activity keeps us in that. It's alpha, isn't it? <clears throat> alpha just just buzz, 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 and most people are operating that most of the time yeah. until they fall asleep. Thank God. <laughs> and um, yeah, well, oh, we, you
0: said you can get music that um, you know actually stimulates that. As yeah, well, those yeah patterns, you
2: Pop as your headphones, headphones on, on. it just takes your brain to that yeah. pattern. Yeah, yeah.
0: And then you can get music. I want you to talk about your music. I'm trying to stimulate you, but you <laughs> get heads <clears throat> to, to your um, to your heart, so you get that coherence as well. So mm. you drop into your
2: heart. Mm. Yeah, I used to do the meditations to those CDs back in the day. We'd have Deep Delta and Theta. Yep. You did too? Yeah. Yeah. And they were great. Put the headphones on. you hear the signals bouncing between your brain. And they do really work. Um, but yeah, music, music it does do that, doesn't it? It, it can innovate you and ag- agitate and uh, excite you, but also sedate and, and calm. And... So yeah, what, do, what did you want to ask me about it? Specifically,
0: yeah, just
2: how how the sound actually affects people, the the frequency. Yeah, well, it's back back to the yin and yang, really, isn't it? And the parasympathetic nervous system and the sympathetic nervous system, the polyvagal theory and everything. And uh, uh, by inducing sound through the the, or a frequency through the body, it's going to drop people into that space far more readily than. just consciously thinking it, you know, and and, and trying to process it. It's, it's, it's just another mechanism really to mm. short circuit and just to, just to get there. And I guess it's what it's been used for forever, for trance states and rituals, everything from, you know, Gregorian chanting, that yeah. that does it. That drops you down. That, mm. th- that'll take you down. Mm. Um, Tibetan alms and uh, all that deep uh, Mongolian harmonic singing uh, they all seem to drop you into that same deep space. But then there's also the ecstatic dance stuff, you know, the polyrhythmic Africans. Uh, the drum beats. The yeah. drum beats, mm-hmm. man, that is the absolute opposite. Mm-hmm. There's the masculine, there's the yang coming mm-hmm. out and mm-hmm. going through that beautiful cycle. And mm-hmm. we, can't, we need both. You can't mm. just live in the om, or you or Look, you could. Yeah, you can do a lifetime in in orange and do that if you wanted to. Um, but that's
1: the shadow of the divine feminine, then. Okay. Yeah. What yeah. You come down to a do as well.
2: <laughs> mm. as well. For sure. Got but for most of us mortals, it's probably yeah. been, it's it's probably <laughs> nice to just dive in between the both and try and find some yeah, balance. balance. Yeah. yeah, and you know we we're, we're all running in um, parasympathetic deficit. <laughs> <clears throat> and uh, yin deficiency is just endemic and and hollow yang it's not even a good yang it's so not talking about them, thank I'm Lord. sorry yes, yeah, no, I'm I'm w- yeah okay <laughs> you know well you know hollow yang or empty yang heat it's uh it's it's adrenaline it's it's just agitated energy it's not genuine chi it's not really coming from the source of your uh, you know vital essence. It's it's an artificial yang. And that's a shadow yang. It's mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. it's agitated. Mm-hmm. It's Does so so it look like a flight the fight flight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally yeah. adrenaline. Yeah. adrenaline. So what yeah. They masculine, divine
0: masculine?
1: Yeah. It's yeah. the yang.
2: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And you know, pure yang is, is a beautiful energy. It lifts mm-hmm. off in the morning with a diurnal rhythm and you wake up and the sun hits your brain and you've got energy and you face the day. You you, you, you achieve things and uh then you drop back into your, uh, your other rhythm, hopefully. Um, uh, so, where was I? Uh, Which is the it? yin. Which is the yin, yes. Yeah. And, you know, we're all suffering from that yin deficiency in a sense through stimulation lights and life, modern life. Which and is what Brett was saying. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Mm. So, I guess we're trying to do something to integrate that and just give people a space to drop into it. Uh, not just have a whole day of yin and lying <laughs> on the, on the mat, <laughs>
0: <That's blissful.
2: laughs> which would be pretty nice actually. We <laughs> we probably all need it once once a month yeah. anyway. But we'll, you also get to get up and shake and um, and and find that balance.
3: That's mm. yeah. I'll just touch on that balance and what, get your thoughts on because a lot of people like this talk about you know work life balance or just have balance in general. But what I'm hearing is that it's actually not. Because for me, balance is no movement, right? So if you have a scarlet's balance, nothing happens. Mm. But it's that that's that gentle interaction, interplay between yeah. the yin and the yang throughout the day that you're gently moving yeah. from one to the other. Mm. And people get uncomfortable with that. They go, "Oh, I need I need to be balanced. 100%. I, I need to be balanced." But natural, in, in fact, you want that pendulum yep. to be gently swinging from side to side. Yep. And sometimes you need to get more yang, and sometimes yep. you need to be more yep. yin, yeah. mm. and just because that's generating
2: work. energy. That's that's the. Yes. Possibility of change. That we, exactly. You know, and yeah. Without that, we we get stagnant. We're stagnant, and yeah. that's the whole basis of Chinese mm. medicine is stagnation, mm. stagnation of chi. Mm. You know, it's it, yeah. So you're right, and so and, living with that seesaw or that tide going in and out, and yeah, that's that's and good, Brett.
1: Uh, that's really good, Brett. What you said about the, you know, the because the thing is that. When we go into a shadow or unbalance of the divine feminine and masculine, it, it's simply that one of them is more predominant than the other. Mm. And people say, oh, wouldn't it be great if we could just relax all the time? No, we get bloody bored after a while, right? Yeah. That's the reality yep. because the, the law of nature is it's birth, yep. growth, therefore action, blossom, starting to wane, to die and rebirth. And that is simply what the divine feminine and masculine are doing. They are following the natural law of nature. Mm. And you cannot have one without the other. How, you know, those people that don't want to come into their body and they're always up here and they think that's spiritual? (laughs) Well... Need I say more? And it's the same with the people who think, oh, I don't want to be out in the spiritual and I'm work, work, work and blah, blah. You know, so we just see the imbalance and we see that within ourselves. We get tired because we've worked too much. We want to stop. That's, That's the natural law within us. Everybody has the same divine, feminine and masculine within them.
0: And different events, call for, uh, you know, you have to draw on
1: different... Absolutely. Yeah. There are times when we need yep. more divine masculine and there are times when we need... E- exactly. And it's mm. being able to know that. And like Brett said, it's that swinging from one to the other. Yeah. Otherwise, like Chinese, stagnation, muddy, mm. stodgy.
2: Stagnation is death, you know. <laughs> yeah. it's and Stagnation is death to the soul as well. Yeah. If you're not growing, you're dying, so yeah yeah it's part of the same stuff yeah well mm. right,
0: let's talk more about this workshop we haven't got much time left so um we're going to hold it on or you're going to hold it on september the 17th
2: in um, apollo bay
1: in yep. apollo, apollo bay. bay and then in guildford which is castle next Mane. to guildford where or castle Mane, Mane. where i come from uh first of october
0: yeah so it's quite a long workshop too it goes for what five hours
1: seven and a half, oh, hour. and a half, yeah, half yeah. hours, yeah yeah that's normal for, that's what I that's the workshops I run they either go for one to three days oh, great. so um, yeah we're, David and I are contemplating a, a three day one one time as well right. we yeah, yeah we really take people really um, yeah so David and I are also awakening to our work together as well mm, so wow. you know like i like to tell people so <laughs> you know if you're nervous and you think oh my god i don't know don't worry that's a great sign it's better than coming in and saying hey man i know it all right hey yeah i've been here i'm the spiritual guru there come bring your fears bring all the vows you've broken a hundred times bring everything this is why we're here so um, and you know we we get as nervous as everybody we're human uh, we are absolutely hundred percent human. So to our
0: listeners who want to come to this workshop, what is a contact that they can contact you for tickets?
1: Okay, so I've left my email address, um which they can which is mim fifty-seven at hotmail and I, they, they express their interest or they might have questions or whatever. And if they say, yep, I want to book in, then I send them a welcome email that has a lot of detail about the day and blah, blah, blah. And then I send them the details to buy a ticket. But definitely bookings are essential. And um, we've got a limited number of people as well so that it can remain intimate.
3: So can we just do that email again, so people yep. in case they missed yep. it the first time?
1: Yeah, it's mim m i fifty seven at hotmail.com. and if you forget that, is mary at seven sisters festivalcom Yeah, and
0: for the locals, they can contact. David they can yeah. contact <laughs> David, <laughs> and yep. as well. yeah. Mm.
1: absolutely, yeah. Oh, that's a that's probably better to contact David, and mm. then he can pass them on to me because he's yeah. Alrighty. Yeah.
0: Um, last words of wisdom.
1: Um, don't strive for perfection. Just strive for self-acceptance.
3: That sounds so easy when you say it quickly, doesn't it? Uh, it's, it's but that's that's, that's 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 actually yeah. a it's <laughs> a
1: lifetime's work. That's, that's why we're do. not striving for perfection. Mm,
2: yeah. Well, that's challenging for me. So thanks for that. I'm, I need to hear that again. <laughs> and I can't top that. That's yeah. yeah. Mm. That's gold. That's gold. Mm.
1: Thank you. And can I just say that we're we're just as damaged as everybody oh. else.
2: Anyone that knows me knows we're,
1: that. That <laughs> we're not perfect at
3: all.
2: No. <laughs> 100.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh. And it's great to be in the old ways again. Oh, fantastic. Mm. Any last words?
3: No, except thank you very much for coming on the show. It's been a pleasure to have you on and, and sharing your wisdom with us all. Wow. Thank so, you. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. It's been, it's been so, much thank hey, wait, wait. Thank so much fun. It went quick. Yeah,
1: it's just been uh,
0: so it's
2: quick. outrageous.
3: I thought it was half an hour already. Yeah. <laughs> no.
1: And you guys have been really amazing. Yeah, thanks for really, the Really, you're both amazing, inside. very professional and really helped us go along with this. Thank no, you. You've been thank you been great.
0: You know, full of wisdom, so it's fantastic to have you um, in the studio and, you know, expose our listeners, to, to both of you. Thank you so much. Oh, thank yeah. you. Thank you. that has been a pleasure. Okay, so you. listening to The Wellness Couch, 87.6 FM uh, and uh, Apollo Bay Radio, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Come we take